0: Cool. Cool. Let's start.
1: In uh, times like these, being a citizen is a big job. Thank you for joining us to celebrate the virtues of self rule and to join the conversation on the state of our republic. Welcome to the Citizens' Prerogative Podcast. This is the voice of your nerdy host, Michael Piscatelli, and we are all graced with the presence of a co-host whose passion for our republic precedes him wherever he goes, my dear friend, the lovely Raymond Wong Jr.
0: Hello, hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon.
1: We have a standard docket in this episode, and I'll have to come up with another way to say it because I'm not going to say it every time, but we've got three topics. We're going to cover what did you want to be when you grew up, we're also going to talk about the economy, but very high level. We're just gonna introduce some ideas, some terminology, some perspective um, on a very high level just as as something for us to refer back to and and piece together over time. We're also gonna talk about freedoms and we're gonna talk about them in the same spirit as an introduction, an overlay, an overview, 30,000 feet or more Brought to you by Citizens' Prerogative Podcast. So let's go ahead and move into the first topic, um, Raymond. What What did you want to be when you grow up,
0: Michael? That um, is a very interesting question because that implies that I've grown up. Uh, so that's gonna, that's going to be a difficult one. Uh, so the I think that the I I never knew exactly, and I, I think it's interesting to say but i've always liked administration and frankly i've always liked the president's role growing up i saw people around him writing things down for him and taking care of his schedule and he didn't have to work he just was allowed to sit around and for the most part dictate a lot of his uh work and that looked perfect for me even, even as a young as, as a kid i would i would say yeah that's the right job because you don't have to you just you know you just have to be you just have to be honest you just have to and uh, and I I would get in trouble I actually as a youth I stood up at my uh, family's uh, one of my family events and I declared that I was going to be the first half Asian uh, first half Asian president of the United States out of nowhere just like I I believe uh, one of my cousins was celebrating his graduation or something and You're and meeting, to steal uh, the show yeah and I was I was I was come on I was I had to. I had to have been under five or something, but I had said something similar to I was going to be the first half Asian president of the United States, and uh, I think Kamala, I think Kamala may ruin that opportunity for me. <laughs> I think uh, I think she may be the first half Asian president. Uh, she definitely has a head start on me. So uh, it, the job in general, and, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, Michael, that you know I. I feel like I live it. I've been the president of organizations. I've multiple organizations in my life already, and um, and, I, and I believe in leadership. I think I think you have to care, and it's a responsibility. It's not a role. So uh, I feel like I've been practicing my whole life, and I'll just tell you really quick why I honestly feel this way, because um, it's supposed to be a really quick topic from what I show on the records. You have uh,
1: just you have just one thing to say.
0: I just. I, just one thing to say, and I'm working on that. Sorry, the preface, right? Did I say that at the beginning too? Oh no, so I don't it, think
1: I don't think so. Okay, I don't, well. I don't remember, but we'll
0: talk it, about that.
1: T- it came to my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about more about that one thing to say. But if uh, even when I was very young, um, it was interesting. Uh, there was a neighborhood. I mean, there was my neighborhood growing up, and we had. I had basically several times uh, pushed the neighborhood towards massive projects that would take the resources of all the houses on the street okay and and so i would push with them and and it was and i grew up in chandler arizona full disclosure and we were one of the few families of color we were half mexican half chinese so we faced a lot of resistance in general uh, but outside of that uh, i had convinced the neighborhood that we could build a train using all our wagons that we could build unity And then I could pull the train using a lower gear on my 10-speed button or 12-speed, whatever it was. And uh, debates happened. It went up and down the street. Some people had blue wagons. Some people had red wagons. There was divide. Uh, But eventually, we tied all the wagons together with my ability to convince everyone. And and sure enough, the wagon train worked. I was able to pull the entire train of, And we're talking like 10-plus wagons, all the neighborhood wagons and we were moving down the street and everyone was having a great time until we reached the end of the road which is as far as we we're allowed to go as kids we had to turn around and if you've ever tried to turn around a wagon by itself it'll crash right so the wagon train failed that day and the great experiment which was uh, the railway of our neighborhood it it just it just surprises me all the time that i've been practicing my whole life and my sisters will even tell you, they said, when we grew up, we had the best childhood. We had banks, we had casinos that we went to. We had, and they're talking about my bedroom. They're talking about when I would transform my bedroom to different organizations. And so so I, you can edit this down, Michael. I know this is supposed to
1: be, I think, one minute. You're fine. <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need to derail yourself, but I think that's hilarious. Boss. I think you, boss. you, um, <clears throat> I think you make a compelling case. At least the young, the young Raymond Wong Jr. makes a compelling case. Now, uh, the version m- before us or that we're listening to today, we'll see. You're, you'll plead your case. You'll plead your case to the community. Uh, please leave comments. <laughs> 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 oh, excuse me. <clears throat> oh, I guess I should. I should turn that on me. I don't know that we need to go through our usual. You know, there's no action to take there. Just laugh, please. You know, give yourself a little laughter. No offense to Ray, but we don't want to be serious all the time. What did I, I want to be? be? Go, go, what?
0: I just wish that was a joke. I mean, I, for the, it's all factual, <laughs> which is even more laughable. But I do, I did say that to try to make you guys laugh, that I am, I am this serious and it's been that terrible for all my friends and family my whole life. And Michael... <laughs> He stuck around. He's he's the one that stuck around because he likes talking about this junk. But Michael, when you were a tiny Michael, what did you want besides uh, the Enterprise to fly the Enterprise?
1: Oh man, you yeah. I mean, I it was I was always I saw myself as a science officer. <laughs> saw myself as a science officer on a starship, and uh, who knew that Janeway would become you know the first science officer to captain a starship, excuse me. So my dream wasn't that far off the mark. Um, You know, some people would say I was halfway to, you know, I'm I'm halfway to female in some cases, in some senses. So um, why not? It fits the bill for me. In any case, what really, really everything came back to in all seriousness. I mean, I, I, I was depressed for a while I think around the age of 13 or 14, when I came to the realization that I'd actually never set foot on the bridge or, or on a starship at all in my lifetime. Um, that was very difficult. (laughs) It was a very difficult time, uh, to come to grips with, which is sad because I, I wasn't young, but I digress, uh, too much into nerdom. But really when I think about in, in all seriousness, when, when, you're relatively young and you're trying to put into context like what could the path look like what what do some of the stepping stones that seem pretty cool that could be on that path um and sometime early on i just had this innate impression that there would be three acts to my life um and i don't even know where it came from i haven't traced it back uh but in any case i always I always considered the fact that um, in order to be any modicum of successful in any amount, you know, you, you needed some money because that was the one thing I knew everyone had a hard time with was money. So well, early on, I wanted to make sure, well, the first thing I need to take care of is money. Right. Um, and then once once I've alleviated that overarching issue and many things that come along with it, because, you know, that's how we facilitate all of our transactions, um then to shift gears and uh do something to improve things right so lift myself up um and then uh help others have the opportunity to do the same or i have learned maybe there's some unfairness built into it that that you know could be eliminated right like not everybody has the same floor that they start from when they begin climbing um, is a realization. We'll talk more about that. But you know, I just wanted to climb out of it, and then I wanted to achieve something, and then I wanted to be able to invest my time in improving that system. I I had to go through that race. I had to climb through that maze. Let's fix it a little bit because it was a distraction yeah. from allowing me to be free to explore what I really thought about things to explore what I really wanted to do with my time. My everybody gets a short time on the planet and in order to be truly free to, to explore, you know, what you could or want to want to do. Money is a factor. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So anyway, lift myself out, help uh, fix it a little bit better than I found it. And then, and then pass on what I've learned. Um, someone told me, in the last few years that that's somehow related to the great philosophers of Greece. Maybe, I don't know, Plato or Aristotle or one of those guys. I don't know, but apparently there's like, you know, the three act idea that I'm familiar with, Um, but not as a child. I mean, that's just something that stuck with me, which is interesting. So we'll see where we're at. You know Um, we'll talk more about our life's journeys and what some of our motivations are for Making a more perfect union, because <laughs> we have some very deep, severe motivations. Uh, there's reasons why we're passionate about this stuff, right? Um, and then, what what act are we in, and what are we looking forward to? So, I'll I'll talk more about that another time. Um, yeah, I thought
0: this was supposed to be a a light
1: a light intro. You told me that we were going to be.
0: You almost made me cry just then, Michael. Uh, with the, you, made you got me emotional. Um, so I have to I have to counter you and two. I have two key points to counter. I just have two things to say uh, We say <laughs> by the way, that's an inside joke with us right now. I uh, You'll hear it on uh, Content that we have available to patreon, but uh, it's it's this thing. Where I just have something this I Might beat you in nerd category because as you may recall, I actually went to the enterprise bridge because I went to the Las Vegas Hilton before they removed the Star Trek experience. So because I went, I, I did go on the bridge, I took a picture of me sitting in the captain's chair, Star Trek, you know, you and I, that's where we always bonded, but I might compete with you just a little bit. And I, I, did, I hope I don't make you upset because i that was your dream.
1: No, no, thank you. I, I have thankfully been um, to the, I had been to the experience before it closed. It may have had some updates uh, before I had seen it, but, <clears throat> or excuse me, before it had closed since I had seen it. But I'm not jealous. Thank you for sharing. Well, my goodness, that.
0: I can't believe I didn't even know that you saw the experience. It's like, I don't even know you. Well, now it's documented on this podcast. Uh, it happened. The second point. The, the most important point let's just go back to the seriousness here because i didn't know we we're doing that but the um the, when i you know my career and really grow to and like what do i want to be um you shocked me because you said you know you wanted to be financially successful that's something you needed because everyone needed right and and I, and I that made me think about well, when did the economy come into my mind and how did the economy uh, kind of distract me right because you talked about that distraction and i remember i was watching this uh, uh this documentary on uh, nursing home abuse and just how these uh, how sometimes nurses will go crazy and just abuse these elderly individuals and all i could think is that you know first off what a terrible situation okay for for anyone involved and that's 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 part of our healthcare challenge in general right uh, but outside of that, all I could think to myself is, well, I just have to make enough money so that I'm safe, so that I can protect myself from people that want to hurt me, so that I have control and I don't end up in a nursing home where no one, no one's protecting me. I need to have this money. And it was really and it, and it stuck with me my entire life. And it's an image that's always with me. And it's strange, like you would think that, you know, from and that's just me having a job. That's not what drives me. It's, citizen's prerogative. My prerogative is is right here. This is my passion. But what keeps me waking up and going to my day job is this fear that I'm not going to have enough money to take care of myself when I'm at the end of my life. Is that fair? Is that the American dream? That's the American nightmare for me. And I, I just, and, and it is strange because I had to reckon with it, as you were saying it, like I've been distracted for, for 30 years trying to prevent this this one scenario from happening and why because our system allows it if you don't have enough money and even if you have money you're still susceptible right if you have too much money you're susceptible to the other side which is fraud and abuse and etc and then the opposite side is is dire despair and 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 they're all connected right it's all a symbian circle um and it's just interesting so i'll i'll again i'll I'll break there and say thank you Uh, that was I hope it made sense. What I'm trying to say is that you, you touched me virtually. (laughs)
1: It is,
0: it is pandemic and we believe in social distancing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are in different circles right now, pandemic wise. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's pretty spot on. I mean, I think we'll, we'll probably be, I think that's going to be a refrain. We'll keep coming back to, excuse me. This whole idea, actually, it's a good segue. Um, we're going to go ahead and do. I think we'll move. We'll move on through our mid roll, and then um, we'll pick up on economics <laughs> on the other side of that. So it'll be good to have a good break. Okay, we'll get our emotions uh, back in check. I'll see if I can get my fancy voice online. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of behind the scenes built into this episode. Episode three, ladies and gentlemen. Even though you've heard it before, it's still true. The war is never over and every battle counts. I know you are tirelessly demonstrating good citizenry on the daily through actions and words, and you donate your time and money to causes that count. Thank you. I want you to know that we also need help to stay on mission. One of the best ways you can help is by subscribing to Citizen's Prerogative Podcast and signing up for our newsletter at citizendogood.com. That'll let you stay up to date on all of our latest postings. While you're there, pick up some merch at our shop, and you can also support us through Patreon. If you sign up through Patreon, it'll grant you access to exclusive content and discounts at our shop. Head over to citizen right now before the end of this episode, go do it. Thanks for your support. Raymond. Are you ready? So, uh, we, we have a technical
0: issue. I have somebody calling in, uh, trying to call me. So it's interrupting my hardware. I apologize. Uh, Radio, you know, you might need to edit that. I don't know what you'll do, but
1: are you ready to go? Okay, all
0: right, let's hope. I mean, I need to call, nobody knows that we're doing this sort of thing. So, do you want to take a break? No, I think we're okay. They've called
1: in <laughs> great. Ah, uh, so the next topic talk number two many economies to choose from. So the point of this discussion, we want to bat around the idea of what the relationship is of our government, of our republic, of our chassis, if you will. If we go back to the car metaphor, the, the chassis being our republic, we're the citizen, hopefully we're the ones driving, that makes it a democracy. Well, the, the chassis itself, right, has engine mounts for the engine inside and the motor, the engine is where you actually get your momentum um, or you have the energy, the horsepower, right, to move well then you know that that motor that engine can be built many different configurations it can have different cylinders it can run on different fuels there's lots of things that can happen under the hood of that car and our system is no different um the the constitution and you know all the amendments and uh well, probably all the way down to the local level i don't, it, there is there's regulation of interstate commerce but there is no edict like there's no edict on what religion is the religion of the United States. There's no edict on what economic system or model or processes we are required by law to deploy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are free to choose what works. Uh, we can pick the solutions we want to the problems, right? It's a tool yeah, chest sure. has lots of tools in it. So I'll go ahead and stop there. That's a, that's a big broad statement. Go for it. Right.
0: I, I don't. So, I think a little bit of context because I think you're providing, of course, valuable information. Uh, but one thing to remember is that when we originally formed you, and I don't mean we, like Michael, I didn't form it. But in uh, case you cause you didn't know, <laughs> we're a little younger than seventeen seventy six. Um, uh, I don't. I don't th- feel it. <laughs> I, sometimes I don't. Uh, but the. So they didn't even have currency as part of the Constitution taxation is not part of the constitution so there is no mechanism for this financial system so if you think about it at a constitutional basis which we will always run to our constitution and you can accuse us of it and we will gladly bear it Uh, we will always run to the constitution because that's what matters folks that's what this is all based on and the constitution does not dictate a financial system so remember that The financial system is the confidence we put in it. What is it? In God we trust? In fact, it should be in the people we trust. That is the fact. It's the people who believe in that piece of paper, which make it worth anything, who believe in the bank. When you look at the account online, your cash is not physically sitting there waiting for you with your name on it. You're looking at your account online for a banking institution, that's just digits. It's it's electricity. It's a number. It doesn't exist. But your confidence in the system makes it exist. Again, so when the founding fathers put it in place, they weren't even concerned about the financial system.
1: And just to jump in really quick while it's germane, even if you had all of those physical dollars, it wouldn't make a difference. Wouldn't make a difference. It's just, as, it's just as immaterial because you can't eat it, right? So it's not like if right. people were to go run down and withdraw all their cash out of the ATM or through a teller and close their account, it still doesn't make a difference because the point is, is it's fiat currency. It's the money, the basis for it, the number. That's what's, you know. Here's our advice idea. to you. It's an idea.
0: We've got our first piece of actual advice from citizens prerogative, okay? If the economy fails do not go to the ATM, go get supplies that are tradable. It, it, the bottom line, go get two by fours, that's gonna be way more valuable. If you genuinely think the economy is failing, the cash is worthless.
1: And we're not uh, advocating any course of action and we don't think the economy not. is failing. I don't think the it's failing. Really. I'm just, just telling just,
0: you right now that it's- We're doing I, an
1: exercise, <laughs> yeah, a mental exercise. exercise.
0: Well, it's philosophy, right? Like, it How is. did you come, how are we gonna figure out what the challenge is, right? so. What you need to understand to become a philosopher, you first have to understand the basics that the paper in your wallet is worthless. Okay, so we're gonna try to put it in context. And Michael is always gonna be very reasonable, but I will always be challenging to your thoughts because every everyone just wants to look at it at one level deep and then walk away. <laughs> it's not that easy. Uh, so yeah, the that that's really what it what it came out to is the economy. And the system lays on. So another thing, why does the money exist again? Just one last fun fact. The money that we have today exists because there were several currencies all over the place. You could go basically to Walmart and get the Walmart currency, okay? So that was the way the system was. And there were tons of currencies. So the government, again, it's not in the constitution. They couldn't enforce it in that fashion. So what they did is they created the currency and then they competed. They taxed all other currencies at a higher rate so as long as you used the US federal dollar you paid lower taxes and thus they forced out all the other merchants and all the other banks who were printing their own currency at the time and so it's not even like it was just it was almost like monopoly uh, and then manipulation of the market in a lot of ways it's it's illegal <laughs>
1: Wow. You really took us there, right? Well,
0: it's, it's not in the Constitution. Uh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be paying taxes, madam. I know.
1: Well, Adam. yeah, that's, a, oh, goodness. And there's people out there who are, you know, I think they still fight those court cases. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: and when, even, even in, in tax law, you hear the Supreme Court talking about, you know, the requirement of tax. Our laws actually require the taxation. That's why the tax code is so vast is because in a complex fashion, we're not supposed to be
1: taxed. They didn't want the government to be this big. Right. They, didn't, they did not have the confidence that it could be managed. And I think there's an argument to be made for any human organization of people, that size matters. Um, it changes things about behavior. So we'll talk about that. That's a totally different, I
0: I almost digressed because uh, like in my career, i worked for 1-800-Medicare, which was under the Bush administration, which was a contract given to an English company during the war. So I just, you know, it was a very interesting time. So we, you you know, I've been in the banking industry. I've seen other sides of it. So yeah, that's going to be, an interesting conversation folks stay tuned
1: oh yeah there's there's so much meat on that bone and if you're a vegan it's not real meat (laughs)
0: sorry guys you just lost half the san francisco audience
1: i did ladies gentlemen everyone in between i apologize sincerely i believe in freedom of food freedom of choice someone got into it all right i'm not going to get into ag stuff right now but (laughs) what somebody was getting into me about Ag policy. Uh, Okay. Back on target. So economies, none of it's a part of the system, but we added it on for good reason. Serves a purpose. And we should always be making sure it's serving a purpose. I think what happens is things become self-interested. And, you know, they're around for a really long time. If you look at some of these companies, they've been around for hundreds of years they're older than us. They've been around before us. I mean, the system we live in, you know, we're born into it and we live in it. And it's not something that was created during our lifetimes. And it's not something, this is a plug for history, Ray. It's its not something we're forced to go back and study. Um, how, how did we arrive at the system? You know, they don't want us asking those questions. They don't want us thinking about, they don't want us thinking about how it could be Um, because then you start digging into why it is the way it is and things like that. And you're what the term ends up being skeletons in closets and -hmm. and things like that. Right. There's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot there and it's like, well, you can hide a curious human. You can hide things from curious humans for some period of time, but it doesn't work out very well. Um, we are animals that want to satiate our curiosity as uh, some of us are I think we're all born that way let me put it that way yes. try and stay away from psychology and sociology as much as possible we're not
0: mm-hmm. there yet
1: and and it's <laughs>
0: interesting and one thing I that's really part wish- of economics <laughs> sorry <laughs> that is economic I mean, it, but, and the thing is like, there have been leaders trying to warn us trying to do their darndest to clear the fog um, but it's challenging you know I look at uh, things like an inconvenient truth which was a genuine push to try to inform people of the climate challenge that we do face and and it just gets mired in controversy and such so um i think that the one chance that we may have is rise to this challenge and try to try to talk about these issues from the bottom up right and not coming from the top down And maybe we can build a following of people that's what citizen prerogative is, right? It's us getting together to try to talk about these challenging issues, including this economy, which is completely under our control. We we turn these wheels, but the funny thing is someone convinced you that you didn't. And the banking industry itself that is existence today was created by, it was basically from Alexander Hamilton, who is one of our uh, founding fathers that we don't talk about very much, but to think that, something as simple as banking and wall street that we think about every day it's actually as close to the constitution and and they're all connected and this whole system was put together in a beautiful package for us to own and take and and nurture and that's that's what we got to work on so sorry I, i i might be pushing too much from the economy but the point is the economy is not for us the economy is of us and the economy is, is 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 all of us coming to a common bond. And and what confuses me is we can all agree that paper money is worth something. So why can't we come to more agreements? We're almost at a hundred percent there. And when it comes to commerce, you have no choice. So so to me, it's all about it's all about engagement, motivation, understanding. It's all about the conversation to get there.
1: Yeah. And, and, and being aware that there are self-interested systems out there. There, you know, there, there are things that work well for um, people, right. That work well enough for people that they want to leave well enough alone, but well enough for them is disastrous for everybody else. Um, And we don't have just to touch on the size aspect of things like the, the biggest challenge we face is the size of the problem because of the size of economics, size of economies now, um, and the interconnectedness of everything and the shadowiness of everything, right? There are so many people. Some of these companies are hundreds of thousands of individuals. That's a lot to manage. I mean, and some people out there are probably laughing or, or you know, because they're thinking about how big the government is. Um, that's another big one. You know, sometimes you want to say, well, what would the founders think? You know, if you wore their shoes for a day in today's times, um, everything's probably way bigger, much more unwieldy than they hoped, um, probably in their own time. At least that's, that's what we can glean from many of their writings, not all of them. they they may not have been a diverse crew, but they had diverse ideas. That's for sure
0: i'm sorry i just had to laugh they they may have not been a diverse crew uh but they had yeah they had diverse ideas pro-slavery is a very diverse idea it's not diverse in the positive sense not inclusionary it's not inclusionary. it's radical i i've always been a you know you've you've got to have a, a major failure you know to have a great success and i think that was how we started and and that's why we had a civil war and that's why we're still aching from and and i'm still waiting for the great success the great success is when we finally reckon with who we are and the economy we built and the economy that was built on the backs of slaves in many ways and so this economy is 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 it's the good it's the bad it's the ugly um it's all of the above but it's so important um until we build the new economy, that's a whole nother episode, right? Just
1: Which, don't, just don't accept it. That's <laughs> right, right.
0: Your lot when, in life.
1: Your lot in life. The way things are. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That's how it is. But it doesn't. That does That's not how it has to be.
0: Um, when, when the talking heads tell you their lot in life is because this person's getting too much welfare, or there's fraud in the system, or there's that. It, it's the individual in the seat of power. It is the leadership who is on the news media telling you that they don't have enough money to help you. But they definitely have enough money to pay their health insurance, to pay their salaries, to make sure their offices are redecorated. But that same person in power is able to tell you that there's no such thing as health care for all. But most of them have it, especially in Congress. The best Healthcare in the world. Join Congress. It keeps them alive forever. Can't you tell? They're so well preserved. <laughs> uh, it's
1: it's all true. It's all true. Um, so let's go ahead and we'll, we'll wrap up freedoms. There was a few other thoughts. When just so anybody is wondering when I'm pausing, it's just because there's a there's just too many thoughts colliding in my head at that moment. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going with. So we're going to, let's wrap up, let's wrap up economy for a minute. Um, the point really, we are just trying to, make around that is we've got some flexibility and i want to close out by telling people we've got options um ray you mentioned that there are some people trying to champion ideas that may seem out of the box they may seem radical well they're probably old and they've probably tried and they've probably been tested and you know i think it behooves us if we're embracing the enlightenment and we're embracing i mean i our system was born of the enlightenment in science and science and it believed in iterating and in, in building on itself and improving more, more perfect union is, is a piece of that. Um, then, you know, you have to be open to these ideas. You have to be open to, even if you don't agree with them, especially if you don't agree with them, that is a citizen's prerogative. It's a citizen's prerogative to be aware of the ideas that are out there, regardless of whether you agree with them. I mean I will kick myself in the butt, but I don't know how I'm going to keep track of all conspiracies. Apparently, I should have known about QAnon sooner. I don't know. That's another story. I don't even know how to keep up with that kind of stuff. Um, but all, all of the media, all of how we supposedly get information we'll have to talk about. but, but for economics, just,
0: it will be hard. I want to just break, I just want to break that Michael because you said you dropped the queue and um, as you know we don't we don't do propaganda and we do not discuss, um, well, citizens prerogative, we can be a little more edgy, but just so we're clear, our overarching company, organization, Citizen Do Good, um, has a very clear ethic of not falling into those rabbit holes. So don't be upset if the overarching company is not making these large statements. In fact, by acknowledging them, it's, it's a weakness, right? We really have to be to a point where credible organizations don't even give these sorts of organizations like QAnon anything give them any type of credit right there is a challenge with it's getting views so the media is going to push it right it's not because it's good it's not because you need to hear another conspiracy theory or you need to hear out out of control what's getting and it's having an unintended consequence people are curious you said that Michael we're curious right but that's the problem a news organization um, irresponsibly splashes, you know, that sort of data on the screen. And then you don't know. Some people are going to search it out and, be, and get hooked. An individual who may have never known, Michael, who should have known about it earlier, may have never known, watches CNN and becomes exposed. And, and, and is, is CNN culpable then? Because they are they are the one exposing individuals to false information. If you're a legitimate news organization, why share it? is it's not news then and in the context and such. So, so I think, I think I will go down a rabbit hole there, right? I I think there's a
1: debate because I'm going to push back on cancel culture. Sure. Um, It goes back to the awareness and in the net, how big you cast it, if you put on blinders Mm -hmm. and there's a risk, I'm not advocating for any of it, but there's a risk when media filters for us. Um, There's something there is something valuable about coming across a piece of trash and knowing it's trash. Um, it exercises a muscle. Like you read it. I mean, I've, I've, I've gotten caught by some of those nets, right. In, in those nets, a tuna, I've been a tuna and a net and they were hunting dolphins or sharks probably. But, um, you know, you get to a certain point and something finally trips a, a wire where you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute this this can't be real and then you dig in a little bit and you're like wow i can't believe we just wasted all this time it's not easy but it's good it's something you have to do it's practice um do i think cnn should be featuring q no um but do i think there's a way if i think about the spirit of debate american style there should be a way to acknowledge their argument and you think about some of the greats Um, especially during abolition days and stuff where there had to be very well um, spoken messages. Well, maybe even, I don't know, hidden messages in a way in, in many of the way you, you spoke about certain things, right? You couldn't be so direct. Um, I think there's an art to that and there's a way you can acknowledge a bad idea and not give it credence. But that is a very fine line. This is a very difficult thing to do. It's artful, in my opinion, very artful. I wouldn't expect the likes of a media company, CNN or otherwise, to really spend time, invest time on that.
0: It's not efficient. It's not efficient, and it's not going to maximize ad revenue. Because again, we talked about it early on: the focus on ad revenue, and that's that is that is something that drives them. That's their economy. Okay, that's their existence. Um, We're hoping to build our own economy, a different type of economy within our organization. And as you hear, hopefully, um, my, Michael and I don't always agree, we're going to discuss, we're going to debate things, and we're going to, and we need you as part of that conversation, because that, that's the only piece that's missing now is to get everyone involved. And you all need to be asking your 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 friends and your families these types of questions or, or challenging them with what we know as the status quo. And And when people say, well, this is what we're dealt with. This is what we have. You really can pull it back and say, uh, that's not true.
1: Yeah. More to come. More to come. But yeah, that's a good introduction. We're going to close economies. I think I was doing that earlier. We can go ahead. You were trying. You were trying. I I supported you. I intercepted (laughs) you. And I used
0: my um, deflector dish to bounce you (laughs) away.
1: It was a media digression. Oh, that oh, media. I get like so passionate about it. The they're media.
0: the reason we're, st- I, I don't want to say stuck here, but frankly, you know, like I, I feel like Michael and I are compelled to be here because people with the greatest responsibility, these huge platforms, these awesome, and it's not necessarily their fault. They've been bought out by the elites and such. So there's people pulling the strings. But how did we get there in the first place? Where did it become acceptable that the news came from three sources? I, no way can that be our model. But get us out of the yeah, top.
1: We can't, we can't have one economic, well, I think it's a good segue to leave it. it, it we can't have one economic model to, to rule all of our problems. It just is not feasible. We've tried. We will talk about all of the evidence of how that's been tried. We will talk about evidence of other models. And we're not saying you have to replace your entire engine. I mean, for anybody out there who's familiar with tuning up an engine, you can replace the head right? You can replace the tailpipe. You, you can replace performance related components anywhere in the machine. So
0: You tell me if, if you don't believe what I said about how we don't have to have this economy and we don't have to use this money and how the, it was kind of thrust upon us through, uh, through, uh, non-competition action. Uh, It exists because they're running off of the old antic, the old system, essentially. Which is why,
1: Ray, you cut out a little bit there. My my internet was having some trouble. Oh no. Do you want to recap?
0: What was it again? uh, Let me try it again. Um... (laughs)
1: Let's move on. Let's move on. (laughs) so um for, for... i speak from the heart michael put it <laughs> all in put that whole oh, right thing me
0: cutting out and everything
1: it's so great because <laughs> ray and i were reflecting on the last two episodes we're doing this in a blur it's just suddenly we're you know we're in it mm-hmm. and um we didn't even we were done with the episodes and we we're like i don't even remember half of what i said or any of what i said so we have to go back and listen and it, it's funny. It's the same thing. You're you, once you're on the roller coaster. Once it it releases and you're on the ride, you're on the ride. What happens happens.
0: Well, I can't imagine. But I'm sure in the media rooms, it's it's nothing like this. There's no thought. I'm sure they remember everything <laughs> they said because they said it
1: 55 hundred thousand times. times. Year. It doesn't even matter because most of it's talking about something that hasn't happened. All that <laughs> conjecture <laughs> about what the future may behold. <laughs> when, when did, we, when were we watching the psychics network? I, anyway. All That's right. Like, look at the math.
0: Uh, look no. over here. Look over there. I digress.
1: We got, it. We all got right. it. Pulling it together, pulling it together. So we were, we were going to have a bonus. Um I think we've blown through the bonus, which is fine. Yeah. The bonus was me going off the cuff and totally derailing Michael's agenda. <laughs> <laughs> So final topic, topic number three. Now we're back on time. Freedom, sweet, sweet freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, and most of us don't get to feel it as equally as everyone else, but um, freedom is a big topic, and it's another one that we're going to kind of just scratch a little bit of the surface of the iceberg. Um, But just to show... The 30,000 foot range of where this topic can go and will go. Um, everybody's got an idea of what freedom is. There are so many definitions of freedom, there are so many perspectives on freedom. I mean, if you just want to start with a couple of the extremes that have been upheld under law in the United States and in some areas, people were, they had so much freedom that they had freedoms no one else had. They, they were allowed to own other people. Um, that is a very different form of freedom than maybe someone who's more egalitarian, you know, who you might think of, uh, is sitting on a city council, a group of equals that came together to figure out how they're going to parcel up their property. um, you know, and and in that model, freedom means something very different to those people. And, and our countries have been exploring and experimenting with all flavors of freedom for various groups of people. But there really is only one promise embedded in there at the top of the house. One promise it should be equality, equal freedom for all of us under the law. Um, but it's open to interpretation. <laughs> What's freedom? Who's us? <laughs>
0: Of course, it's open to interpretation. I mean, of course, you have. It says all men are created equal. Created equal, right? All men are created equal, and we already decided that that includes women, and 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 we're working on the the rest of the community as well. But the but we we did so far decide women are are in the constitution. We didn't have to strike it out. And re- write plus women, or you know. So I think that we did amend it, right? But so we're I guess working on it. No,
1: we haven't. Um, we have the Equal Rights Amendment. ERA is still on on okay. on still the docket on. in Congress. Yeah, it was. It had a lot of momentum, I think, back in the 70s or 80s, and um, some woman got involved and led the opposition, and it never got ratified. Uh, okay. And I will save that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it's
1: gonna be great well, I mean, but things the, the things about, that the system or the things that groups will convince us to do in against our own interests
0: The fear of true freedom is really the challenge. like they don't th- the equal freedom. part the, the, the <laughs>
1: share I have to share everything part of it. Is There's a lot of
0: isms, right so scarcity. It's going to be. That's Michael's word. I forgot and, um, that one earlier.
1: It came up and I that's okay. We'll go back. Mines.
0: mine. Mine is uh, really about uh, uh, I, 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 I'm not going to say it, the American nightmare and now I'm losing it. Uh, <laughs> so, freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom is is best exercised most recently in the protests. And, you know, the best example right now that we have in the modern day, uh, modern United States is, is, is this right here. Uh, Michael and I uh, putting our voices out to be This vulnerable. is
1: legal. This is legal in our country. It's not That's legal
0: le- everywhere. Some countries, you have to have a certificate. Some countries, you can't even do this type of broadcasting without an actual government sanction. So how, how wild is that?
1: Or maybe uh, without being sanctioned by an oligarch, exactly. Just a really wealthy person who controls all of the media. We're that sucks. we're there.
0: We're a little there. It, it, that's the and that's the challenge, right? We need to make sure that um, there is plenty of access to freedom. There are different, you know, different avenues to get your information. Uh, we do not need only two major sources or anything. You really should get to all of your information from everywhere. That's your free. That's part of your freedom. Your freedom of the press also means that's two ways. That doesn't mean they just get to say whatever they want. That means you get to walk with your feet. That means you get to have a say in, in the press as well. You know, if they don't have an audience, uh, then they they don't exist. And that's up to us. The people need to vote, frankly, with, with the economy, we just talked about that. If you don't, their Tune dollars, in, their total. attention. Right. It, it, you can't. You can't keep kind of falling into that same old system, and you really need to ask yourself: Are you getting new information? Because I spend time watching the media. I spend some of my freedom there, but I they don't really get to the existential questions of freedom, and they don't really talk about, you know, oh, it's bad that those people are being you know, being uh, attacked or these, these protesters and such, and they all put their own spin on it, right? But really, the only thing we should be talking about is, I just saw a constitutional violation. Why why is not everybody up in arms about this constitutional violation?
1: Yeah, that, that, I mean... It's interesting. And this is, this is, I think it touches on where the media fails quite often is they refer to something in an outrageous way as if everybody knows exactly why they're outraged. (laughs) It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. You actually have to remind folks, you know, what the source of the outrage is. You might have to give it a little historical context, heaven forbid. Right. Um, It's again, it goes back to some of the art that's been lost entirely. Um, which is really frustrating. And, but speaking of context and history, I mean, well, why doesn't men automatically mean women? It's interesting because it doesn't, and we do need an ERA. We need an equal rights amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we will get that passed soon. That would be great. That would be a great way to honor RGB. Um, oh. the, who's yeah, anyway. Um, but <laughs> back to the different freedom. Episode. Yeah, different another episode, always little tangents, but um remember the f- the freedoms that were described in the oldest parts of that code and that document were people who enjoyed freedoms they didn't even understand they had. Um and in and and in, in many ways they were incredibly pained by you know, what they knew they had, especially compared to others um, in the society, but they could only handle the uh, a set number of problems. I hate to say it. I mean, they just, they weren't able to rise to the challenge of all of the issues that faced the nation. They took care of just enough, yeah. the path of least resistance during the initial implementations to secure their legacies. I mean, they were the landowners, they were the free thinkers, they were the people of means and of time and of debate. They were the philosophers um, of the time and the documents they created were for their benefit in their time with a promise, right? With a hope, with a, a, a master grand plan in there for those who really saw the long arc of history, the long arc of the potential of creating a republic like this. It wasn't just to solve their immediate needs. Mm-hmm. They weren't all like that, but enough were <laughs> that we've got, we have got a pretty good deal at the end. And, and that's to say it cost a lot. And if we, if we muck around with it and we take it for granted, then we might lose it all of it, all of the freedoms. It's and yeah, a... I, I, talked about limits. So, I mean, we'll talk about that another time. I, we don't need to go into limits right now. We're talking about the breadth of freedoms out there and it's like, you know, it's the freedom. It, it's all the freedoms. Why shouldn't I be free from oppression? Why shouldn't I be free from hunger, free from homelessness? You know, it's like we, we have so much cap- capacity and capability. We do not. Scarcity is an idea. <laughs> scarcity is, is something we have the power to control. It's what we've been doing since the start, the dawn of civilization. Not just Western civilization, all civilization. Africa, Asia, all of them. There are many historical civilizations. I bet you probably only learned about the European or Mesopotamian traditions. Um, Go back. There's, I mean, PBS. I love PBS. Anyway, I'll stop, but... I mean, all of that about freedoms, Ray, what, what, what's jumping out to you? Maybe I lost you. I can't hear you. Okay, go ahead, Ray.
0: I, I think that the, the, the future of freedom is, is, is at risk because we are sorely outnumbered in this world. Okay, so so as an example of freedom and as an experiment of freedom, we have the unique responsibility. It's our shield to bear. It's unfortunate, but we have to always act in the best interests of the right, the ethical. We have to protect the people that don't have a voice. That is the American dream. Freedom has to be a beacon. And we were a beacon at one time and we are losing that quickly. And we cannot let other nations become beacons that do not have the right ideals. I think we can all agree that a credit score on how good of a person I am is no way to run a country.
1: You know, that is not not
0: free. That is not free. That is not free. A country that takes their people and reconditions them. A country that subjugates their women. I am sorry, but the hard work to do is not for us to go in and clear the field, ladies and gentlemen. It's just that we live every day as an example so that other nations eventually can say, yeah, we can have that too. We deserve freedom because we've seen an example of it. And right now our freedom is being shaken because there are too many, or actually there's too few. There's too few people in power and you are seeing the struggle. There's only a couple. There is only a couple major strings pulling on our economy and frankly, pulling on our system of freedom as well. And and this is the the unique challenge we face is that the reason we are so divided is because there's probably just two or three huge players, two sides of this, a side that at least is leaning towards freedom right now and a side that wants to keep it the way it was. Yeah, they want to keep it fairly free, right? Just free enough. And your sense of economy, just tying it back, your freedom and your economy are limited by as much, just as much as you can squeeze out of it, but there's not that much to go around. That that false scarcity. And again, what Michael and I are telling you is both of these systems, both freedom and uh, the economy, are they are ours. They, they're the, the existence is what we want them to be because that's how the Constitution's written. Utopia exists in the Constitution in some ways.
1: Oh, it just depends on how we implement it exactly it's a, it's software. I mean, I would like I'm going to probably describe everything as software, but you know they gave us they gave us a system and we can improve it. We need to. Mm.
0: So I, I don't know if we, I, I don't know where, where time our timing is at we're, we
1: wanna... we're we're ready to wrap up. We're ready to um, wrap
0: up. I just want to say that you know citizens' prerogative is not uh, trying to advocate that we dismantle the systems that exist today. But what we are saying is that the system that exists today has been here a while. So doesn't it make sense sometimes to open up, open it up, move it around? Even when you have a car, right? You sometimes have to switch out the carburetor. You know, an old classic car, right? It needs a new carburetor, the whole thing is in shot. But you've got to replace parts because either they were inefficient they broke down over time or maybe they weren't gender neutral i'm not a mechanic so i don't know if that makes sense
1: (laughs) that's perfect thank you ray yes that's lovely there's there's i mean again we're just scratching the surface on some of these topics and you know there's tons of things we haven't touched on so um that leaves you guys plenty of fodder to go ahead and make some comments Uh, queue us up on some of the things that are near and dear to you to make sure we touch on them. Um, But don't you worry, we already have a ton of stuff to go through. So not to belabor the point, this is the end of our episode. For additional information on this and other episodes, head over to citizendogood.com and click on Citizen's Prerogative. While you're there, register and log in to leave a comment. We'd love to hear from the community. We have been your hosts. Thank you, Mr. Raymond Wong Jr. And
0: thank you, Mr. Piscatelli. It's truly been effervescent.
1: It's been something for sure. We'd also like to put out some special thanks. Uh, First up, of course, is for you, our listeners. We saved you for the last. And thank you. We thank you so much. You're the best. You've been the best for years. And we thank you for your support. We'd also like to mention that the intro music was sampled from OK Class by Ozzy Jack and other music was provided royalty free through Feslin Studios. Thank you.